way early on that one, man. Uh, does that happen? Not... Does that happen to you often? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Is that what we're doing today? We're fighting. <laughs> Woke up and chose violence. What can I say? That's right. Oh no, I haven't been listening enough to our intro, and we haven't been recording enough. So I'm like, oh, I think we're good. It it's, sounded good, but then when it I, did, and then the other one came in after the fact. You're like, ah. oh, that was way early. I mean, otherwise it would have been fine. Yeah. If the normal sound wasn't there, that would have been perfect. Yep. <laughs> so really, we can blame this on uh, Kirk. Kirk, you didn't pray about it before you started. Yeah, if you were... More in tune with the spirit? Yeah, a prophet. If you were a prophet, you would have predicted the right time to open the beer at. <laughs> yes, that would that, that would that would fix everything. Prophets, that's what fix everything. Uh, it's so funny. How's your week? I haven't seen you much because we have, well, not a void, but we just don't. No, we, we're off in different directions. Although we did meet up right after work for just beer for beer's sake oh, today. Oh, so nice. That was nice. I appreciated that. Yeah. I came home to an empty house. <laughs> you came home to an empty house. Like beer. Beer. <laughs> Warm British beer. It's nothing like drinking beers and riding motors. Oh, wait, nope. No. Nope. <laughs> can't say those things together. <laughs> can't say because we never do that. <laughs> never. Why? Why would you even think such a thing? So there was a time, long time ago, where uh, I was moving a can in a cooler. <laughs> uh, we had a cooler full of beers and waters and everything else, and we were going to a little uh, place to go have a drink, and uh, I decided to move a can to find a water. And I moved the can, and it cracks a beer open. I'm like, it was an accident. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'll just put it in my cup holder. You were there. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> and and it's like, it's not a big deal. We're driving two kilometers. I'm not going to drink it while I ride, like, as much as I want to, more than anything in the world. I'm not going to because I'm, it's not my thing. However. However. At that moment, a police officer pulls into the gas station with us with your open beer in the <laughs> cup holder of your bike. Yep. And I had to move my bike, and I start moving bikes before <coughs> I see the cop because I'm moving it for the motorhomes. Well, I didn't put a helmet on for every single bike. I just move the helmets to a safe spot and rode the bikes over. And I'm realizing I'm riding a motorcycle without a helmet with a beer in my cup holder. I'm like, oh, shit. Living the dream, though. Everything. America. (laughs) And (laughs) so uh, before he noticed what uh, was in my cup holder, uh, I moved it and uh, very, very quietly and quickly because I didn't feel like fighting. Oh, no. That cop looked like he was in a bad day. Yeah. Like... He had he had resting bitch face going yeah. hard, and the second the second he was done filling up his truck, whoop! He was pulling somebody over straight out of the out yeah. of the gate from there. And it wasn't us. No, it wasn't us. But it was like, oh wow, okay, no, he, that guy was just in a mood, and he was he looked like he was in to take it out on people. Yeah, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad. The thing is, even if he did try that on us, we're pretty funny people. I think we could be we we could get away with it. Like he caught us, he didn't see us ride. He didn't see how we were riding, how loud our bikes were. He didn't see we weren't doing anything belligerent. We were at a gas station. Nay, nay. Just and actually, feel. we were. It's not often, but we were behaving ourselves last yeah. weekend when we were riding. Like that was a that was a fun ride. It was just it, it was a good one, but we were we were very well behaved, and we weren't doing yeah. anything too aggressive or raucous. no shenanigans. No, there was no real shenanigans. No, but still riding faster than VFC. Oh, 
Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I feel bad that I don't want to ride with them anymore because I, I like the people, but I don't like the style of riding or their attitude towards actual riders. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to say actual riders either, but at the same time. <laughs> you said that. I'm like, huh. I mean, like, I suppose, I suppose there's a certain train of thought that would say you're not an actual rider. You're like a hooligan and a thug on a motorcycle. That, that, that's possible. <laughs> that's, that could like, be. <laughs> there, there definitely is, I think, room for that in the conversation. Like, just because you're crazy doesn't mean you're an actual rider. Like, yeah. I think. I, the thing is, I push myself <clears throat> a little bit. Yeah. Like. And you're the, and a very the, good rider. Like I hopped on your bike once and I was like, this thing is terrifying, <laughs> terrifying to try and handle. <laughs> and I know what you can do on it. Yeah. You've seen what I can do. And I'm like, he's an amazing rider. You could imagine me on a half decent motorcycle then. Oh that, yeah. That'd be pretty if you good. were on a half decent motorcycle with a good front <laughs> tire, like it would, you know, you, you would be putting people to shame. <laughs> Yeah, you already do put people to shame. (laughs) I do, I do. I, I. The thing is, I'm trying at that point because I, I feel like I have to try on my bike. I'm like, no, it's not just a fucking Honda. It's a Honda. It's a Honda. Which is worst people on a Honda. (laughs) Hate that. I hated that slogan when I heard it. I'm like, why? Why? Hmm. I see what you're going for. Oh, it made them a lot of money. It did make them a lot of money. I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about revolutionary motorcycles. Like, oh, what was a, an amazing motorcycle? Was it the Revzilla one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And they were talking, and they were like, oh, the Honda Dream. It really did a lot of things. They're still making it, blah, 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 blah. Do you know what bike they didn't say that they should have? In What's that? All of those. I know they said Sportster. Yeah, sure, fine. I'll, I'll let in the game. The Hayabusa. The, the Suzuki. Busa. Hayabusa was a game changer of a motorcycle. I disagree. No, I do agree. No, no, no I... Oh, okay. uh, sorry, I no, mean, no. I know I, it's sorry. your point. I disagree. I disagree that it was a game changer. Um, the Hayabusa was the pinnacle of the horsepower wars with the bigger and bigger sport bikes. That was a That was a game kicked off by Honda with their Blackbird motorcycle. Yes, and Blackbird did make the did make that conversation. They they did talk about the Honda Blackbird, but uh, the reason I say Hayabusa is because there was a gentleman's agreement among the superbike riders that you do not go past this number. I think it was like two ninety seven or something like that. And Hayabusa or the Suzuki was the one to say, "Fuck that noise," and they 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 ramped it up. Like they went to the bigger motor. They went to thirteen hundred. They they made it so we don't give a fuck about your gentleman's agreement. We're here to ride motorcycle. Yeah, like I would just argue that in the realm of revolutionary bikes, that's not revolutionary. That's just that's the move that ended the horsepower wars. It yeah. didn't define it. Yeah, but it got everyone else to finally step up. <clears throat> no, it didn't. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> stepped up behind them. Um, okay, there was Kawasaki. They put out a competitor for it. But other than the Kawasaki and the Hayabusa, that's it. Yeah. Everybody else went a different direction after that. Yeah. Because you can't race bikes that are more than 1,000 cc's. Yeah. They're already terrifying enough. <laughs> no, no, it's just that this just bigger than what is allowed on a racetrack. Okay. They got more horse, horsepower out of those thousand cc bikes yeah like those like a new fireblade or a a ducati panigale or even a jixxer or anything like that they will eat they'll eat up these hayabusas and stuff like that yeah like it's not like 
it's not like that stopped this progression of fast bikes. It was just a particular lane where um, Suzuki just kind of took it as far as they could. Yeah. And any more than that is just too asinine and everybody just went a different direction. Yeah. I don't know. With the, the, what is it, what's that one that Triumph makes? Uh, <clears throat> the Rocket 3? Yeah. I, yeah, they, they they went a little crazier, but that's... But like, that's, that's in the realm of cruisers, though. It's a whole different thing. Does the Rocket count as a cruiser? Yes. That's interesting. Or what's the... Uh, what am I thinking of? The Triumph... Was it the Monster? No, no, no the, 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 it's, the, it's the Rocket 3. That's the one that was like 2,300 cc's. Yeah. It's like That's 2.3 liters. Yeah, yeah, 2.3 liters, three cylinders. So yeah. it's like... So those are, yeah, those are, but those are big bikes. Like those things were bigger than Road Kings. Yeah. Like physically. Like yeah. Not just their engine, but like it's tank size, everything, but they're cruisers. Yeah. Huh. Thing is, they're shaped, they're shaped like sport bikes. The new ones more or less yeah. are. Yeah, the newer ones are But shaped. the other ones literally looked like... Like a giant soft hill or a giant road king or something. I have to take a closer look again. I always forget things. I so, know. There's so many bikes you make, out there. You, you say things. You're like, ah, I forget the details. Yeah. Like the Hayabusa thing. And I still think they, they did ramp it up. They pushed it. And I like that. I like people. And it's I, that's why I think it changed. It's definitely an iconic bike. Like I'll think if we change the phraseology a little bit, I'm with you. It is the most iconic, I think, of the sport bikes. But that doesn't make it the most revolutionary. I don't know. I just like that they push. They find they they push it to something to the next level. And the fact that you can't go above okay. that being said, a like one thousand that, that next level of pushing it was a hundred cc's and like ten horsepower. Yeah. Like it is that really that big of a is that really that big of a middle it, finger? It it feels like it at, when you're going two hundred and whatever <clears throat> kilometers an hour. It's terrifying. And when you add more power to something that's already powerful enough as is it feels like it yeah i think i, th- I don't know i i see it as overblown yeah i would i would ride one like is this, if i was i'd to, never get one if if i was to get a daily rider sport bike hayabusa would 100 percent be in the in the the conversation because it's physically bigger and more, like, not more stretched out, but more room in the cockpit for a bigger person. Yeah. So with me and a belly <laughs> and just being an overall fairly chunky, wide dude, yeah, it would fit me way more than any of the leader bikes or anything like that would. Yeah. Plus it's... Because you look, you look big <clears throat> on a CBR. Yeah. Oh yeah, huge. You look like a big guy on top of a CBR. <laughs> yeah. One of the nice things about those bikes too is they have a much more square, like, power delivery. Yeah. So their torque and horsepower is almost at the same level the entire way that that they go up the rev range. Okay. So you can lug, you can lug a Hayabusa or a, a Kawasaki ZR14. You can lug one and, like, ride it like a cruiser because it's got enough low-end grunt because of how big the engine is. Yeah. The other ones sacrifice the the torque for these high revving screaming race engines where you're like always in the peak of the power peak of the rpm range and stuff like that so that's a that's a really cool thing it's actually a feature for them because if you're riding on the highway you can be sipping fuel in top gear at like 120 and then just 
nick the throttle a little bit and have all that torque instantly roar to life and you have this effortless passing power or stuff like that to ride on the highway with they're they're amazing and actually very useful bikes it's not just insane yeah i love them i absolutely love those bikes i just don't think they're revolutionary yeah maybe i'm speaking out of turn maybe i didn't think about it enough or be challenged on it that's that's another thing i have these conversations in my own head and I don't have anybody there to butt up against because I'm walking in a field by myself with no motorcycle people around me. So I'm like, yeah, you know, Hayabusa's amazing, but I'm by myself. I'm like, nobody like you. It's like, yeah. are it they? It is amazing. Were they? <laughs> and uh, yeah, and that's why I appreciate being told, hey, may- maybe you didn't think about this enough. Maybe this angle. I like I like people who bring angles in that I may not have think of. 30 degrees, 25 degrees, 70 <laughs> degrees. Isosceles angle. Sorry. Acute. I have acute. No I have a lot of acute angles mm. for such a round boy. <sighs> that's funny. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about now. Words. Bringing angles. Geog. Uh, geometry, not geology. <laughs> Like geography, no. Geology, no. Uh, Geometry, geometry. I know words. All right. So um, enough motorcycle talk. I suppose we should probably smash out our topic a little bit, or shoot the shit, or talk about other things that are going on. I don't want to talk about the other interview that I'm going to be doing yet. I want to. We'll save it. But I want to save it until I've actually done it and I can announce it. Otherwise, I may or may not be going on another person's show. And I want you to listen to that one and see if I can, con- um, not convert, uh, contaminate. <laughs> I want to make them dirty. Yes. Bring that blue collar stank. <laughs> yeah. That's and right. Be like, oh, you're, you're a full-time podcaster. <laughs> yeah. When you sit down on the chair afterwards, I want the, everybody in the room to be like, things just feel more vinegary somehow. <laughs> The air tastes different. It's a, a tang. Very specific tang. <laughs> Vinegar. What a great word. <laughs> I didn't think of that. So, uh, yeah. Possibly. We'll see. I'll announce it on the next show if after I've done it. And then thing is, I don't... He's not one of those record-release guys like we are. We kind of record and then as soon as we can release it, we release it. Oh, it's okay. not like... He, he's got some in the bank I assume that he's just constantly put them out and I don't even know if he knows shit about me so we'll see how this goes I know maybe he was just like yeah sure whatever just do it let's do it <laughs> without having any context whatsoever yeah just wants to talk he's like so what do you want to talk about I'm like I don't know what I'm talking about uh, but now we're talking about it and people are like what are you talking about just uh, not gonna tell him you sure yeah all right He's going to continue to be the little tease. A little tease. The little tickle. Nobody likes little, the tease. That little gooch tickle. So you're yeah. going to have to wait for... It's, it's not that big. It's not like I'm going on Joe Rogan. If I if I was going on Joe Rogan, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to shut me the fuck up. Yelling it from I, the rooftop, I, right? <laughs> Just sleeping next to the wife. Oh, Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> Made it weird, man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You smell like a cold plunge. <laughs> What's the other thing? The isolation chamber. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah isolation yeah. chamber it smells so musky. It's got that tang, man. <laughs> it's got. Why do you smell so good? Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> and he looks short. 
I've seen a bunch of pictures with people beside him, and he looks like a goddamn midget. Makes, which is great for being a UFC commentator, <laughs> right. because he makes the fighters look. Like giants. Matt. Yeah, he makes them look like larger than <laughs> These life. These are the better men than all of us. Look at them next look. to this jacked little fellow. <laughs> this really, really this rip average midget. jacked person. <laughs> Joe Rogan, the rip midget. <laughs> Have you seen those videos that somebody made with like, Elon you know, my Musk? Question is, my question is, would somebody get mad if he played a midget in a movie? Oh. Or would they be like one of our people? <laughs> one of us. Uh, one of us. Because <laughs> like that's a big thing now. When they don't like it when big people play little people. <laughs> you could be an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> <Such a joke. laughs> that's hilarious. Okay. Okay. Whoever out there makes the next iteration of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, you like, get Joe you Rogan. Get, you get Joe Rogan. You make him your fucking Oompa Loompa. <laughs> You want to talk about mushrooms, man? <laughs> Oompa Loompa, have you done DMT? <laughs> Elk meat cold plunge. UFC. <laughs> oh, somebody needs to get this clip to him. Make him laugh a little. Oh, God. I can't help picture it. Right? It's so perfect. Purple face, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope everybody's picturing it like This needs are. to happen. Oh, yeah, like the green hair, the orange skin, everything. Yep. That's, mm. Okay. Not sure how we're going to come back from that. <coughs> I think we're done teasing people. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Was there All something right. you were going to say right before I, I, I teased? Oh, man. I don't even remember now. If I did, it's straight out of my it's head. Just I got, gone. It got entirely hijacked by Rogan Loompa Loompas. <laughs> <clears throat> like, like, I don't know. I don't know. Anything that I had to say up to that point is just irrelevant it's now. <laughs> null and void. Nothing null matters. Null and void. <laughs> All right. Uh, you proposed a question to me, and I had to look it up because I'm a re-re. And, or I just don't know things. And you can't know things that you don't know. Don't know till you don't know them. And, and, and I've never actually thought about it and never considered the ramifications or the, the implications or even the, the mass effect of what you're talking about. Like, is it actually a thing? Yeah, so I mean, I asked, I asked you a question just via text. I just sent you just a one-sentence question. I asked... Hey, what do we? Why don't we talk about ecumenism um, or ecumenicalism? I've heard it pronounced both ways. Um, and ask if it's a good thing or not. Okay. And now we need to discuss <clears throat> definitions. Yes. What is it? What What is it? From your understanding, your reading. I've listened to a few videos on it just so I can kind of get a better idea. Because if we can't if we can't agree on a definition, then we can't actually discuss it. So okay, so there's, I think there's two, there's kind of two ways to to define it. I think that makes sense in history. One is the Catholic and Orthodox understanding of the word ecum, uh, ecumenical or ecumenism, and that is the whole church gathered together for a purpose, right? So. Um, in the early years, like in the, I think, uh, I think as early as like 180 AD, 
there were councils where they got all the bishops together from all the various churches to hammer out doctrine. And they called them ecumenical councils because it contained the whole church. Mm -hmm. And that's what they meant by ecumenical, containing every part of the church. Um, Now, every part of the church were all bishops of one church Mm because that was undivided yet, right? And if you fail to meet the qualifications of what it meant to be in the church, you were, you know, uh, schismatic or heretic, right? It's a different world than we have now. Now, since the Protestant Reformation in the 1500s, we've got a whole bunch of like spread out denominations. And so now the term ecumenical means containing representation from all denominations. Yeah. Which is a different thing. But that's what people think of now when they think of ecumenical. Like, for instance, I went to an Easter service this last Easter that was ecumenical. It had Lutherans, it had Anglicans, it had Protestants, or uh, sorry, uh, <clears throat> oh my gosh, spanning the word. It had uh, Mennonites um, and... I think an evangelical. Yeah, evangelical. Um, what is the word for like... What's the word for like charismatic Pentecostal. Yeah, that's it. I kept, <laughs> I kept coming back to Protestant instead of Pentecostal. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. It's late. No problem. Um, and so they had a service that was ecumenical and they had a part of each, uh, the, you know, a part of the service where each pastor came up and did a part of, of this, of the service. Right. Yeah. And that all the churches gathered together and it was kind of like, it was kind of like this thing where like, all right, here's a thing we can all agree on together, and that is the story of Easter. So let's celebrate it together and then go back to our own churches. So that's an example of ecumenical. Um, Our old stomping grounds, the club, um, was ecumenical, uh, at least called ecumenical, right? And so the way we sold that was any Christian can be in it as long as you agree with the Apostles' Creed. Sort yeah. of thing, right? Um, we had, and then Catholics. there were there were variations <clears throat> on the Apostles' Creed in which you could say, uh, and 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 not leave out, but um, oh, oh man, we're gonna get to that. <laughs> call call to question some of the things that are said in the, the yeah. Apostles' Creed, like I like to do, because there was I've I've read a few and I've read a few differently. Hmm. So, so yeah, we can we can touch on that a little later. I just want to like I want to get out what the word yeah. ecumenical means as far as how. We've and I, I would just wanted to let everyone know that there were some variations on the creed that we were in, told to agree on. It's it still gave room for disagreement or discussion. Mm. So that's a that's actually a bone I got to pick. But again, we'll get, we'll to get that back later. to that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah. get back to it later. Um, but yeah, like so, we had Catholics, we had um, Pentecostals, we had Baptists, we had. Mennonites, like all sorts of different people in the club. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, it wasn't like a, this is a strictly Baptist thing or something like that. Right. We, there was room for all the representation of various things to be in it. Mm-hmm. So that's what we mean when we say ecumenical. Yeah. Okay. Now <clears throat> with that being said, ec- ec- ecumenicalism is, is that a, is it a goal 
Is it something of saying there will be one united church, one church to rule them all, or something along those lines? Because if if it's more than just agreeing on one thing, because it's one thing to agree on Easter. Every Christian should agree on Easter. You should. This is this is a a, a given. If you don't believe in the 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 spirit of Easter or the message or the the recognize it for what it is, you can't really call yourself a Christian. That's the one that I th- even Christmas is pretty close second to <clears throat> to what sets us apart in a lot of ways. And so that's a doctrinal thing where we could be like, we agree on this. And then uh, when it comes to Christmas, well, we agree that Jesus was born by a virgin, uh, Mary. We can't even agree on how she was. <clears throat> some some branches of the faith believe that she uh, Jesus ascended through the womb as opposed to out the vagina because he was a, unlike any other man. So, but we agree that he was born a virgin or born to our yes. definition. <laughs> Christians pretty much universally agree on that, except for, you know, the odd one that is just like, nah, do we really gotta, do we really gotta go there? But, but that's, but that's, that's the biggest part of the problem uh, of ecumenicalism is the fact that there is going to be branches that disagree with stupid nitpicky things that shouldn't matter, but they do matter, but they, they shouldn't. They should not give you ground to disagree to the point of creating another division of church. Like the Jesus coming through the womb the way that they say he did. Like out the belly, out the front, not 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 through the vaginal canal or however they want to fucking call it. I don't know what the proper <clears throat> word is. Yeah, I've see I I don't know any actual like churches that teach that, only Individual. odd odd fringe individuals. Yeah. Yeah. But I get what you mean, though. It's a, it's an example to just, like, talk about how you can start to go down, like, this, like, weird microscopic rabbit hole to be like, well, okay, how about this part? Well, then, okay, we agree with that. How about the part after that? Yeah. Right? So, like, you can almost, like, kind of... But <clears throat> what I felt happened in our context, especially being in the club, because that was, that was the ecumenical thing that we were in the longest, and that's my most experience with it is I felt, and maybe some of this is going to, maybe some of this is just like another aspect of like talk therapy <laughs> that, yeah. that we're going to do uh, because that just naturally touches on that. And I've got thoughts. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's just, that's the way I experienced it was through that organization that we quit. <clears throat> but my feeling is it was a race to the bottom to look for the lowest common denominator. Mormons. <laughs> Sorry, uh, it's half a joke. Yeah, it's half a joke, but I mean, it was seriously in the conversation, and I think, yeah, like I almost wonder if at one point somebody did um, yeah. sneak somebody in for ecumenical reasons, for ecumenical reasons from that faith. Yeah, but like when when you're using the goal of we don't want to exclude anybody, and if that's your goal and you've subverted being all of the church <laughs> for being the church of everybody, then you start to, one, you only bind over less and less and less things, right? Yeah. 
because you're like, okay, we need to find like the the basement, bottom of the barrel, things that we all agree on. And that only works as far as, as long as everybody's on playing on the same playing field. Yeah. But when you have guys in that organization, then they're like, well, I'm changing, I'm changing my beliefs in order to let me behave worse. <laughs> and yeah. you can't call me out on it because this is my faith, not your faith. And that's your, so like, we, we're not going to argue over doctrine because that's causing division in the church when okay. they're, you know, banging right. other ladies' wives or things like that, it, right? It, it's, just, it's called a good time, all right? And, uh... <laughs> and, and I just, I don't like that you're pointing fingers at me across the table. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> all right. But, so the original question, now, now here's the thing. We haven't actually got to the question. The question was, is, ecu- is ecumenism, ecumenism a good thing? Because mm. we haven't actually posted the question of... Is it a good thing? And I think I don't want to answer it yet because I'm I conflicted. Know. Now, now here, when when I looked it up, I I, I immediately <clears throat> got to the uh, United Faith ideal of uh, everyone agreeing God's going to come back for the perfect, br- the bride, the spotless bride. And so when you look at it as a means to an end of in order to bring upon the apocalypse, essentially. And not destroy the world, but to to unite the world under one kingship that is God. Um, if it if it's in if it's a goal, if your goal is one faith, one everyone to agree, not not to re, not to to see all things as equal, but to have one faith and one doctrine. That's the way I understood it. It wasn't a matter of just finding commonality with every single Christian. It was having all Christians agree on a set of doctrine, which I don't see as, if you're forcing it, good. And it can't be forced. Because anyone who disagrees with you and calls themselves a Christian, it's like, well, you're not a Christian, you're a heretic, and you're cast out of the circle of Christians. Now let's say you got a, a bunch of great people, a gr- bunch of great organizations, such as Orthodoxy, such as Catholics, such as Pentecostals. They all have their value. They all have something that they bring to the table. Disagree or <clears throat> not, they are changing lives for the better. Yeah. So um, why, don't we broaden the, why don't we broaden it then? Okay, what about truths that you can find in um, Islam or Buddhism or... Um, the Church of Satan or anything like that. But there's, but that's, there's good things we can all agree on between but, these but things. But I'm, I'm like, saying people who proclaim where themselves is Christians. the line? Okay, well, what about not, people I, that proclaim themselves Christians but are like, but I don't really believe in the uh, whole deity thing. So Buddhist. <laughs> but I like following the, the teachings of Jesus. Yeah. You know, or things like that, right? Like at what point are, what at what point do you draw a line and where do you draw that line? Who gives you the authority to draw that right? line? And that's where I get to the, no, I don't think it's a good thing. Because any, it's the no true Scotsman fallacy. It's the, there, nobody is a Christian at that point. Because when you start casting every single person out who's not Christian enough because they don't live and believe the way you do, or you just assume that you've got it all figured out. Oh, I, I, I know this in this own, this town that believes that every other church aside from their church is going to hell. It's like every single one of them. We don't have to agree because they're all going to hell. And it's, it's the same thing of 
well, then we cast you out of the circle of Christian. You're not a Christian because you don't believe the way that we believe. And Mm -hmm. so in that sense, I believe it not to be good. I mean, no, I think you're, I think you're doubling back on yourself because ecumenism is the binding together, not the, the casting out. It's that we all get to do this together. Yeah, but who gets to say who's... <clears throat> yeah, but if you don't go together with them and you say, no, I am a Christian, but I yeah. don't believe what you are saying is true, well, then you get then you do get cast out because you can't be included in the circle if you're saying, I, I recognize yeah. what you're saying and I disagree on a faith level, on a mm, conscience yeah. level. But what okay, is that such a bad thing, though, to just be like, all right, we may not be on the same page. Well, if your end goal is for everyone to be on the same page, it is a bad thing. Because then you have to cast that person into the circle of heretics. And that's why I say it's a bad thing. I, I really do. I think there's no place. And and now, when I say about forced, I I have to give place for the opportunity for divine intervention. Do I believe that it's possible that God could intervene and bring forth a church that believes entirely correct and perfect doctrine with divine intervention yes and hopefully we get there over time do i think it's no no happen? no okay no you can't you can't have your cake and eat it too here bud but no here's the thing <clears throat> i don't think it'll ever happen i think it's a i think it's a waste i think it's it shouldn't be even worth trying i don't think it's Without God it, literally as long, doing it, as long it's as everybody is, as long as everybody is calling their own shots, it'll never happen. Yeah, and that's why the idea that that we could, no, and 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 trying to make it happen, no, mm-hmm. because it's the we're all equal, and so we're all going to be giant piles of shit, because that way we're all equal. And yeah, it's, so it's, it's a race. A, it's a race to the bottom. It is a race to the bottom. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yep. Yeah. No, I've. I think, you, you we took, I think we had different angles to get to the same place. Yes. I And, and <clears throat> that's where I'm like, okay. And that's why I wanted to really work on the definition of what we were saying because yeah, I, I wanted our, to understand. Yeah, so you were coming up from My, my experience of, is of the circle getting wider and wider and wider. Like ecumenical yeah. organizations, they don't want common doctrine. They want to sh- shut down talks about doctrine to bring more and more and more and more people into one umbrella. And mine went the other direction of of <clears throat> defining what the doctrine yeah. is or but dissolving so in, it. Dissolving, dissolving the doctrine. Yeah, dissolving the doctrine. Like that's what we experienced a lot more in, in our club situation was it was an idea of we don't talk about doctrine at all. Yeah. Right? Because that was kind of the way Judge that not. we kept the peace. <laughs> but in a, what does nature abhor? A vacuum. Yeah. So in that way of letting everybody in under the lowest of, possible common denominators, it kept getting lower. Yeah. Like, you know, because even the creed, we couldn't even hold to the creed anymore, right? Yeah. We were making exceptions left, right, and center for that. There was no standard <laughs> for even that anymore because you could define it whatever you wanted, you, you wanted as long as you could say it, then whatever we could get you in so you could boot loophole. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, With the uh, creed, sorry. Yeah. But there was, so the the, yeah, basement denominator, like, the lowest possible thing to increase reach. And in lieu of that, whoever was running the show got to call the shots for doctrine and then say what doctrines weren't and were, were and, and weren't allowed to be talked discussed. about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
And so then all of a sudden, instead of becoming ecumenical, it's all of a sudden its own denomination with its own doctrine. Yeah. That stole people from other other faith traditions into it. Yeah. And the, and the thing is... Rather I, than being something that celebrated each person's individuality and gave room for discussion. Yeah. Iron, iron stop sharpening iron. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, no, that's... That's aggressive. Iron sharpening iron is aggressive. I know it's biblical, but we're here for <laughs> unity and everyone getting along and being happy and putting up a great front. Yeah. We need See, to appear united. Yeah. And See, I hate that word. For, I think there's other ways, though, where ecumenism can work. Like, f- for instance, in the fight for, like, unborn children's lives. Like, for everybody for that goal— yeah. To be like, okay, you know what? We're putting doctrinal infighting or discernment or all that stuff. We're putting all that on hold right now. We all can attack this one societal evil. Yes. And for that purpose, I think ecumenism is a fantastic thing. Yeah. Or for instance, like my priest is part of a organization that is ecumenical, um, even though he's very orthodox. I mean, he's Orthodox priest. But, um, <laughs> I hope so. It's, yeah. pretty, it's his goal. It's what it's, he does. One of what he does, and it is very, very much the kind of thing you're like. No, we believe this is the true church. Um, but he is part of an ecumenical group that is about like teaching people biblical literacy and about about helping everybody within the group, like priests, pastors. Um, bishops, overseers, all that stuff from various traditions get together and help each other understand what each other means when they're talking about the Bible, right? Like that's an ecumenical, that's an ecumenical way to get together Mm -hmm. that I think makes sense, right? Like I'm this, I am Catholic or I am Orthodox or I am Calvinist. And I'm going to explain to you when I read this scripture, what I am seeing, what I'm hearing, what I'm processing, what things like... You know, that way when I read this passage, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And now we can actually have a conversation rather than yell at each other, just throwing Bible grenades. Yeah. That's a fantastic way to use that kind of ecumenical. Because it it opens it up to discussion and allows it and lets you build and grow and and see something from a different angle than a different uh, historical understanding of the scripture. It's like, I know you read this book one this way, but yeah. this is something I know about it, or this is something that happened in my uh, history or my people's history or my religion's history that, that explains this better to, to me. Yeah, exactly. But you know what would ruin that is if at the end of that great conversation— at the end of that great time of kind of brotherhood and exploring and, and all that stuff, they're like, all right, we're all getting together to worship and you have a rock band go up there and then do like a whole bunch of Hillsong songs and have somebody come up and be like, all right, we're slaying people in the spirit. That's what we're doing. And every time we get together, we're doing slaying in the spirits. Yeah. Right? Like that ruins it when all of a sudden we're brought together in a, what's supposed to be a common form of so, worship and one type gets to call of the shots like no but so this is infor- actually enforce ecumenism <laughs> right fuck that word believe in order this organization wants to be done yeah right that's bad ecumenism yeah and it and it takes a good thing and makes it into a bad thing because now you're either now you're either dumbing down everything that you believe or getting rid of virtue in order to play nice 
or you are sitting there feeling like, okay, maybe I'm not actually respected because even though I believe that things that you're doing as part of this worship service or maybe even heretical and you're forcing me to be a part of it, otherwise I'm a bad Christian and a judgy person. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like it's... Yeah. Right? Like that. then all of a sudden it's it's getting off the rails into something into something different. Yeah. Because because the problem is you you adopt personalities into those circles, into those events. When you have something that's supposed to be very united, very uh, I don't almost use the word universal. Maybe that's even a better word for what we're pushing up against rather than ecumenical is universalism. universalism. It's like this Christian universalism. Yeah. Where they're just trying to get it and you get when you try to bring everybody into the circle all the time, well, some people stand a little taller. Some people get a little more spotlight than others. Squeaky wheels get grease. Yeah. So they get the attention. <clears throat> if I've, I've been listening to this thing on Jim Jones again because it's one of those things that always kind of He's fascinating. Up. He is fascinating because he actually did come from an honest-to-goodness Christian background. Mm-hmm. There were miracles happening in the churches that he was working at, when he went, or that, that he was part of and, and started. There were real <clears throat> miracles happening. Things were happening. And then it just turned. And that's the thing. You, when, you, when you open it up to that kind of personalities, you're going to get these people who are very well-read, very well-spoken, very charismatic, and capable of influencing in ways that they probably shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Char- charismatic people scare me now. It's, yeah. And that's kind of scary because I can be charismatic <laughs> at times. <laughs> well, you can't do a podcast without yeah. being a little charismatic. A little charismatic. And I don't mean as in like like the technical theological charismatic thing where you manifest gifts, but just the kind of, of like the kind of personality that can like draw people in and, you know, and, and go off in a direction. Right. Yeah. Cause if you have that ability to do that with people and then you go off the rails because nobody's got your doctrine in check. Yeah. No one's you got you no gotta, account, no then, accountability. Then you got a cult. You got, hey, <laughs> then you got go a cult. Get a cult. Then got a cult. Oops. We actually move to Africa. But you think the thing is like <laughs> cults happen accidentally all the time. Mm-hmm. It's I think that's a natural part of life, mm-hmm. and as long as there's checks and balances to stop them from getting out of hand and pulled back or dissolved, you know then they're dangerous. But that's one of the problems with like that's one of the problems with being a lone wolf kind of church or anything like that, right? Is because yeah. there's no way there's no mechanism at all to pull back from that. Yeah, and there's there's no. Accountability. There's no hierarchy above the the lead pastor. Yeah, like for instance, like in in your church, if your lead pastor went way too far, there would be consequences from the conference. Yeah, the Pentecostal conference that they're part of. Yeah, there would be consequences. There would be, pardon me, there would be a casting out, you know, like, yeah. I don't know if they would use the word yeah. heresy, but there De- would... Depending on it, there would be an opportunity for repentance. There for, would be yeah, a, there, there would be, there would be a, 
there would be a form of discipline. There would be procedures to walk through that everybody can do together that would be on the up and up. Yeah, repercussions. Would, just... Yeah, there, there would be repercussions, a chance for repentance, chance for reconciliation or things like that. And if nothing worked, then they would be like, sorry, dude, you're out. And anybody that wants to follow you, like, I guess they're out too. Yeah. This is your choice. <laughs> you yeah. know, we're setting a standard here and you're not in line with it because this, these are our beliefs. Like that is, that's something that I think is super, super important for denomination or for traditions to have is their ability to stand on their own convictions. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think ecumenism degrades. Because like, if you, if you are too involved in a kind of ecumenical organization to the point where it supersedes your church affiliation, then you can kind of get into that point where it degrades your ability to stand on conviction. Like, yes. Like in, in our, in our situation, there was no ground to stand on as far as biblical or faith conviction other than just walking away. Because yes. nobody could say what was right and what wasn't other than the king other than Kuba. the lowest <laughs> lowest common denominator. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> right? Like I Un- could unless it unless it disagreed with the, the leader of it and then Yeah. He'll yeah, see to it that Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? Your and life becomes hell. It's it's frustrating to think about, especially now for me that I've chosen a very defined path. Yeah. Like, right? Like, I'm not in the same squishy place that I used to be. Yeah. Um. So, like, for now, for me right now, right, it's like, what would I do if I was Orthodox in that context? Like, there's things that I believe that I hold to that are convictions that would supersede my affiliation with the club. What do you do when when those things butt up with one another in a way that's irre- irreconcilable? Right, because yeah. the club would say, "If you're really loyal to me as a brother, yeah, you would choose me." Yeah, I it, it shouldn't be, shouldn't be a choice. It should be an easy just yes, mm-hmm. brotherhood overall. I know, and like it's frustrating thinking about because I think actually I think for a long time we had it right in that <laughs> in yeah. that click. Yeah, like I really do. I really think when it was just about we as Christian guys are getting together to ride bikes and have a good time. And, and hold each other and, accountable. And yeah, pray for people. Pray for people and help help our our bros get into reading the Bible and into a life of prayer. That was something we could all agree on without being a race to the bottom doctrinally. Yeah, but we could all each be our own Christian with our with yeah. our confession and affiliation and beliefs without being castigated. Yeah, and and that's, and that was one of the things that I believe that we did very very well was we're not going to agree here. Mm-hmm. We're going to we're going to butt up against each other, and we're going to smash heads doctrinally. But that was amongst brothers, not with the direction of the organization. Yes, that was peer to peer, bro to bro. Yeah. Once the direction of the organization took a theological path, that leaves left a lot of people with like, okay, now what do I do? I can't go along with this. Yeah. And you know, I I'm either leaving my brothers. And quitting or I am, 
or or silencing, I am you're silencing, silencing your, your, conscience. your conscience, right? Just that's like one of the sins against the Holy Spirit, as far as you're concerned, right? Yeah, no, it really is. I I, I don't see a way that it's not right. Like, and it worked when the main thing was the main thing, as one of our brothers always loved to say, and I love that saying: keep the main thing the main thing. But when the main thing was no longer the main thing, yeah, and this other thing became the main thing then the ecumenical part of it disintegrated and just it created created crises of faith and stress and in, in consciousness consciences yeah when you're at, when you're asking people to speak <clears throat> against their conscience yeah. because or to silence their conscience not yeah. even speak against it to silence their conscience and be like no well, I understand what you're saying I understand your conviction I'm asking you to shut up and it's like, yeah. no, I feel convicted about this. And when you can feel convicted, you should be allowed to permit it encouraged, encouraged to talk it out. Yeah. Encouraged to say, okay, why do you feel this way? What in you gives you this conviction? Is it a misunderstanding of doctrine? Is it a misunderstanding of, of actions or an event? Like we need to understand it deeper. And what they're doing is the opposite of saying, don't worry about it. Just shut up and don't worry. Everyone, don't judge we, we not. Don't, we don't have judge not. Judge and just just judge not. Yeah, you know it's like <laughs> I hate that. It ignores I, so much else. Yeah, around, even in that very same scripture, it ignores mm-hmm. so much else. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like because it was no longer being an MC of Christian Brothers, and it was its own. It was its own version of a denomination at that point. Yeah. Like it was basically like we're even starting, we're like literally starting churches. <laughs> right? And yeah. like I I can see right now like closing your eyes and sighing because <laughs> you're like I didn't sign on to start churches. Who's deciding what these churches are teaching? <laughs> like what are what are yeah. we doing here? Am I supporting this or am I not? Yeah. Like it like that caused so many issues on this element of of uh you know, is this ecumenical, ecumenical, and it turned into like a forced universalism. Yeah. Yeah. Now, all this is to say, I think it's, I think ecumenism, when it is different denominations getting together to interact with each other, knowingly, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. When it's a forced universalism, it's a bad thing. Yeah. And we existed in a forced universalism. Yeah. That being said, I don't want to, I don't want people to think of this as just bitching about it because man, like. Is, is that, the, that, that's silencing. I'm sorry. But if you're worried about us bitching about being forced to ignore our conscience, that, that's. that's well, no, just, no, 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 no. I mean, I, I'm literally like in my, like, cause I know I can come across as sour grapes. Yeah. Oh like, no, for right? sure. Yeah. And I don't want to because sometimes things that are bad still get used for good things. Yeah. And what I, like, I wouldn't be where I'm at spiritually right now if it wasn't for being in a space where I was able to encounter other Christians. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be, I, like, you know, I wouldn't have met Rock or, you know, Michael out in New York or Boris, <laughs> you know, or these guys that. Ep, ep, big up. Big app, right? Yeah. Like, or or even long haul, Denny. Yeah. Uh, you know he's very openly like and staunchly Lutheran, right? Like I wouldn't have met all these guys 
and experience different aspects of things. I wouldn't have known how much I loved orthodoxy had I not almost had this permission to explore it that we got in this environment. Yeah. And so even though I think overall it's mis- it was misguided and it's off in a bad, bad direction, God damn, I'm thankful that I was in the time and <laughs> place for the time I was. Yeah. No, I agree. And I, I, I look back and I'm very fondly of of getting to say I got to be part of it. Mm-hmm. Getting to say I got to call some of these great men of God brother. And I, I don't want to um, speak ill of people of different faiths. No, I mean, I'll speak ill of people who are assholes. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I mean, you guys can kind of go suck it. But, yeah. But that was only like the smallest of percentages. <laughs> yes. Uh, they, they, and they were very real. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but at the, at the same token, you know, kind of need an asshole. Like, people think that of me. I'm for certain. People think, yeah, Mike, Mike's a bit of an asshole. And I'm like, yeah. I'll I'll take that. That's fine. I'm okay with it. I as long as you're okay with it too, we can both be okay with it together. Yeah. But you know, but I will say though, like that time was that time had to come to a close because it was producing far too much inner turmoil with trying to balance that element of conscience versus universalism. Yes. Because you at one point you have to draw a line of saying this is one thing that I will not cross. You need to have a line and, and are you paying attention to yours or did you just silence it over and over and, and just, over or again. moving, moving the goalposts? Yeah. And, and doing that is soul killing. Like when you move the goalposts for yourself for the sake of going along to get along over and over and over again, each time, each time killing your conscience a little bit, it's soul killing. You yeah. turn yourself actually into a person that's actually like a bit of a shell of your former self. Right? Like, yeah. Like how because much, you, how you, much you, man is left to stand up for what you actually believe in? Or do you just roll over with the guy w- for the guy with the louder voice? Yeah. Because you claim <clears throat> to be a man of God. And then when push comes to shove, you're just a f- another fucking sheep. Mm-hmm. Bah. 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 <laughs> and you just be like, no, I'm a great man of God. It's like, dude, you got pushed and you just moved. You yeah. didn't you didn't even try and get hit. And I will say, like, I got moved a lot. Like, I I really, really was sold out on that idea of, ecumen- of ecumenism. I, I was sold out on the idea. Yeah. Because I thought it was it was a lofty idea. Like, yeah. right? It was well, something it's, it's that... Very like, virtu- like, it's virtuous. It is. It is. It is a virtuous ideal. And you're like, yeah, why don't we put aside, like, some of these differences and get together as Christian brothers regardless? Everything should be free. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah, really very right? immature. It's, yeah, it's, it's immature <laughs> until you realize that, oh, unless we're willing for iron to sharpen iron, unless we're willing to butt and disagree and not like, <laughs> unless we're, we're willing for there to actually be differences and, you know, both celebration and calling down, <laughs> yeah. you know, of, of things, then, then all you're doing is becoming a squishy, yeah. a squishy universalist. At, at that point, you're like, oh, why don't we let you know, uh, Seventh Day Adventists or Mormons. Uh, Mormons. Mormons is a pretty Jehovah's <laughs> Witnesses. Like, yeah. well, you know, like, 
dude, that guy over there, like that Muslim guy loves Jesus. He thinks he's an amazing prophet. Why don't we let him in too? I, yeah. It's, I, I, I mean, like, I mean, yeah. If you have an organization that is about, <laughs> that, you I mean, that is just about yeah. being spiritual. Do you believe that Jesus is a prophet or a, a great man of God, Muslims? Yep. Yeah. Like it's, you know, like if you want if you want to, you know, like if, if you want to have a group that's based on Masonic ideals. Yep. Then be in a group that's based on Masonic ideals. If you want to be in a Christian group, be a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, again, it comes down to micro over macro. Micro ecumenism, good. Like on a small, personal, one-to-one, good faith discussion, great. Mm -hmm. Macro, it just dissolves. It falls apart. It's like a, it's being a, it's a, the same ideal of being a socialist in the home and a yeah. capitalist in the world. Exactly. And, and, and the same thing in your faith yeah. of being an ecumenist <laughs> in your circles, but a, a Christian. Yeah. Binding. There's, there's no, there's no putting Humpty Dumpty back together again. There's no. no going back to the party. There's no getting all the toothpaste back into the, back no. into the tube without, you know, like. Like all Without these... God Almighty coming down and doing it. Yeah, it's like, at one time, yes, there was a united church. At yep. one time, there was an indivisible, undivided church. But we we screwed that up, and we created for ourselves a new Tower of Babel, <laughs> right? Like, as far yeah. as denominations go. Um, and there's no, there's no undoing that again. Yeah. Right? Like for me as an Orthodox person now, I th- it's hard for me to understand. It's hard for me to, to, to all the way get it because like I'm the only one here, <laughs> you know, yeah. and all my bestest friends are not in all these things. Right. But for me to be like, for there to get back to being an undivided church, the idea is not squish them all back together. The idea is all convert. Yeah. And that's a line I'm going to hold. And you don't have to do that. <laughs> you're free not to do that. And I think you're going to get to heaven. <laughs> like you specifically? Yeah. I really do. <laughs> I hope so. Um, <laughs> there are people who protest and say nay, nay. But I... <laughs> right. But for for me to be like, yeah, we're all part of the same church. Like church, church. Right? Yeah. That's just not going to happen without and that's the thing conversion. Is, you... Right? Because Because there's things that I believe that are specific and unique to this and yeah. that don't allow for either or right because yeah. like i mean as as christians we're not we're not given the freedom of either either or to be like you know all faiths are basically the same um <laughs> you know like it's no no they're not I, there's there is things yeah. that are mutually exclusive and there's things that i believe as an orthodox christian that are mutually exclusive to other to other traditions. Yeah. And I'm not going to give those up. Yeah. Unless I mean, my conviction. You know. I, I was thinking of one of the, one of the biggest reasons that we'll never see a true, uh, ecunism, uh, on the universal scale on a, a grand scale is because hypothetically you get a great group of men and you get some really good start. And then two people, characteristically don't like each other and the other one finds fault in the other one's doctrine but they both have biblical backing 
but the other one has more friends. Mm-hmm. So ca- they cast out the one who's like still r- maybe right. But doesn't have enough friends. But doesn't yeah. have the backing. And then you've got another guy on the <clears throat> side being like, okay, I disagree with him on some stuff, but but I think he was right in this and you're casting him out and that's a man of God. That's not a nobody. That is a true man of God that you're casting out and you're causing further and further divide because now you're seeing and then it cuts into two tribes and then three tribes and then it just gets to the point of being, why are we even trying? Mm-hmm. And and this whole idea that God is going <clears> to <throat> come back, I, I really do worry that it's the um, God saying, I will come back to a spotless bride and then winking on his way out the door, like, not coming back. <laughs> and that's a terrifying <laughs> like thing. The, the dad going on for cigarettes. Yeah, he's going for <laughs> cigarettes and milk, and it, yeah, I'll be right back. And then you just, that's the most terrifying thing, because I think of it that way. I'm like, that almost seems cruel. And so why are we striving for yeah. absolute equality? Just live according to conscience. Be polite, be kind, do as the Bible says, and yeah, I think one of the struggle. ways maybe to think about that, one of the ways to think about that in a whole way for both me and you at the same time is to be like, okay, well, at the very least, I'm going to try my best to be spotless. Yeah. Right? Like, it's, you know, there, there's not much else you can do. But, like, the way I think about it right now as far as, like, this idea of, like, can we put all the, can we put all the, the, the goo back into the, back into the, into the, the toothpaste tube is I think if there is any organization that puts all the, the glue back in, or at least creates the illusion that it is, it's going to be the antichrist. Yes. I was going to say, I'm like, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it does sound terrifying, right? Like yeah. at, at, at that point, it's going to be, it's going to be a false version of the church. that's going to be very attractive for people. Yeah. Right. Like this is, this is the, this is the way we can all get along now. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's actually going to be the sign of maybe one of the signs of it just being like, okay, no, this is the antichrist stuff here. Yeah. I think right now, actually our division is maybe a bit of our saving grace. <laughs> I I would agree. I would 110% agree with that. Cause, uh, right? Because we've already seen on a small scale what force universalism produces. And I'm like, can you imagine that on a global scale, dude? No. No. I don't want to. That, right? <laughs> like, like, oh, that's uh, terrifying. Right? It's. And in the kind of sickening. Yeah, you're gonna learn today. You 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 thought you know what tyranny tyranny was. You're yeah. you're gonna find out. Yeah, you you are going to find out. That's you yeah. know that is what it is, right? So like so yeah, praise think, the divine. <laughs> I, yeah, I think there's a bit of a saving grace there. Yeah. Right. It's uh. uh so uh, uh so end of day, ecumenism. Ecumenism. Ecumenism is bad if it's a, if, if our division is the saving grace and the any any absolute ec, 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 <laughs> over and over and over again ecumenism <clears throat> yeah if it brings forth the antichrist we, we gotta call it what it is mm-hmm yeah yeah so I think we came to a conclusion that's pretty I, yeah I, in 
for me in the current in the current existence of life that is irreversible um forest ecumenism forest. is bad yeah um micro good maybe good micro may, may, maybe micro good. possibility of being good if it's done in the right way yes but any wow. kind of any kind of ecumenism that is a smokescreen for universalism hyper bad hyper bad now I hate to ask now that we've I think we've wrapped that up into a nice little bow did, did you want to talk about more about the creed I want to talk about my loophole really quick sure give her what's your loophole I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe that he was born of the Virgin Mary, uh, suffered under Pontius Pilate, died, descended into Hades, and three days rose again. Because I can say Hades and be 100% true according to the Greek, as long as we're going according to the Greek. Yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm totally with you on that one. I don't think that's actually a loophole. I think that's probably, I think it's a loophole because they, they use the, <clears throat> the grave and hell interchangeably. Now, I think that's why why it becomes a loophole in my mind, because do I believe that he descended into hell? I don't know. Do I believe he descended into the grave? Yes, 100%. <laughs> but but uh, the reason I say I don't know is because of the lack of commas in Scripture when it comes to today you will be with me in paradise. Uh, we've had this discussion many times where I'm, I'm totally fine with him going into hell, but do I want to abandon my conscience of saying... There, there is this slight room for discussion, but can I say Hades and speak 100% truth? Yes, I can, and I want to speak the, tr- the most true thing possible. And that's, yeah, sure. that's the desire of my heart, is yeah. to say the truest thing. I mean, the grave, Hades, hell, all synonyms. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but hell has some connotation with it. Yeah, I know Hades does too, but, yeah. but yeah, I, I it like does, it better. It, yeah, hell... The word hell has some very modern connotations with it that did not exist at the time that the creed was was formulated. Yeah. Just, they just weren't there. Yeah. You know, we have Dante, we have Faust, we have like, you know, 1500 years of, you know, medieval Catholic theology and like all these things that have all like informed what we think of when we think of the word hell which no, isn't even a, comedy, yeah. which isn't even a word that anywhere in the bible hell is a germanic word which is an illiterate which is a synonym for hades <laughs> or tartarus or gehenna or any of these like jewish or greek words that were in the bible so it's it's just one of those things where like etymology makes words have more baggage in time yeah so i think in that one there's actually a I think it's a very safe and shrewd loophole that is not at all cheating. No. And that's why I don't feel dirty doing it. No. I'm like, no, I want to speak the truest truth. And that's my desire. My my desire is truth. And which is weird because we come out of your mouth. I'm like, man, it's, it's like well, I try my best not to lie though. <laughs> you seem not to have a problem with it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, no. What do you mean by foul? Like, I don't say uh, that I hate people and that I want to see them all burn in hell, or that they're a bunch of heretics that are burnt, like just you know, condemning. I don't want to be a condemning person. I think that's far more foul than mm-hmm. saying fuck. I, I I really do. When you are condemning and being just. A, piece of shit person towards people who disagree with you. I'm like, no, that that's foul. That that disgusts me. That makes I don't want to be around that. That's dirty to me. But you're gonna call me saying fuck asshole shit and all these things. That that's that's foul. It might be crude. Yeah, crude. I'll take crude. But it's it's where's my heart? 
Check my heart. Where am I at? You're a really, really good-hearted sailor. (laughs) Well put. I like that. (laughs) All right. Anything else you wanted to throw in there uh, after the Apostles' Creed there? Uh, I don't think so. I think I want to save any, like, full-on thoughts I have for that for an amateur Christian episode. That's good. We're, yeah, we're going to the descent into Hades sort of thing. I can I can do that there where I pull out other scriptures than just today you will be with me in paradise as yeah. as spots for evidence or dis- disagreement and stuff. I'll save yeah. it for that. Yeah. Another, another thing, that's a whole, that's a whole can that, of worms. Okay. Do you think we're going to get any kickback on this one? On this one, I I don't know. I think there will be people that listen to this and are upset. Do I think we'll get kickback? No, because we n- hardly ever get kicked back because the people <laughs> that listen to this are either lazy or pussies. <laughs> so if you're not a pussy, you go ahead and kick back on us. I'd really appreciate that. Or or even just be like, hey, I totally agree with you guys. Just feedback in general would be real nice. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> We're doing this. Just not not the amount of feedback I thought we'd be getting by now. I know. I thing is, I know we're doing something good here, and it's fun. It is, and, and it's I great know, discussion. And I know people listen. I think I think that the feedback phenomena is something that comes. It's it's a small percentage of any audience that is going to give you actual feedback. Yeah, and we don't right because like I think I think we probably get the same amount of percentage of per view of feedback that Rogan gets. Yeah. Except his audience is a million times. His millions and millions, you know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, his his audience is literally like to a magnitude of a million times more than ours. So his feedback would seem like a lot and overwhelming for any one person to deal with. While ours means a couple comments that we get every, you know, a couple, yeah. you know, maybe so, once a week. Or buddies just messaging us and being like, oh, that was, that was freaking funny. Yeah. Joe Rogan is an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> gold. That is gold. But yeah, I think we get the same. I think we get an appropriate percentage of feedback for our audience. I would just appreciate that you guys amped it up and were better than everybody else. Share it. Share it. Like, just make yourself look bad like we do every single time we release one of these. Yeah. Like, just be be better and worse. Be better than every other podcast audience and be worse for associating (laughs) with us and live in that tension. Oh, I even got a title for your, your post. I can't believe I, I, I disagreed with these guys so much and still had a great time listening. You could, you could, yeah, you you could say that. that. You could do that. You could be that. That, that leaves you an can, open You door. can literally steal that word for word <laughs> and post it on, on social media and we wouldn't even be mad. I, I, oh, I, when we get t-shirts, I would send you a t-shirt to like the first five people that do that when we're big enough. Even if you like post listen to this and you do it and come back you for message it. Yeah. me and show me that when we get t-shirts i will totally send you a t-shirt and then or i won't have any i'll be like uh yeah no somebody already go beat you to it <laughs> done done uh yeah. yeah no that was a really fun one that, yeah i know and i again did I, you I, think it was gonna go to antichrist i didn't think it was gonna go that far nope but it did it did <laughs> I was impressed. I'm like, huh. We went right to the end. I can't believe it went that far. Ah, this feels good, man. <laughs> it feels back, good to get a back real... Back to a philosophy, theological Yeah, it, it feels good to get back to a philosophical idea. And, like, I know, like, there was a degree of talk therapy that was going on here. Yeah. 
um, and just processing processing our our past. Most in, definitely, because this was an angle of our past that I've actually never revisited again. Yeah, like I've never thought about this until this week. I, yeah, uh, I agree. So I, uh, it was it was good. To, said, it was a fresh it was a fresh topic to come up with that we have sh- shared history and I didn't want it to just be bitching. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm like. This was this is a legit theological and philosophical conundrum. Yeah, because it, it it doesn't just land on the organization that we are part of. It's not no. just there. It, it's all, no, all over the place. No, communism is all over the place. So so anyone feeling attacked because we you were in a club with us or you still in the club? We, I love ninety nine percent of you. The chances are, if you're in the crew. And you're listening to this podcast. You're one of our homies. We yeah. got nothing but love for you. Yeah, like honestly, there's but very we, few but people. But we can we can disagree with elements of your organization without without hating you, without um, without talking shit, without like you know talking inside baseball or things like that. Yeah, right? there's like, no dirty laundry being aired here. No, this is an actual philosophical disagreement that yeah. I now have. Yeah. And that's something that's worth talking about is philosophical disagreements. Yeah. Right? That's the thing is there's to be have those same problem in any organization that tries to be integrated. When yeah. you try and integrate different faiths into your organization, you're going to have this. Okay. We brought up the BFC earlier when we're talking about rioting. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um I considered, I looked into their um, qualifications for joining um, within the last year, and I decided not to think about it any further based on the criteria that they had, because they have very clear criteria that if you read it, excludes Catholicism uh, and, uh, and Orthodoxy. So I was like, oh, okay, that's clear. That's good. I... I respect that. You guys have a boundary that I'm on the other side of. I'm not going to pursue this any further. Yeah. And that's that's that. And I appreciate that they have that. And it's not a squishy thing that lets you in and then kicks you when you're down once you're already on the other side, yeah. right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. They don't just say, we don't like Catholics or, or Orthodox into the thing, but they have very clear do- doctrinal statements that you must assent to to be in the organization. Yeah. And if I were to assent to, I think it's one or two of them, that would be a violation of conscience and my beliefs. Yeah. So I won't. Yeah. Clear understanding. Clear understanding. Great. Love it. Respect in, you guys of, immensely for it. In, in, instead of having this, oh yeah, we accept everybody. Yeah. Whatever you believe, we're good with. And then you get into the organization, like <sighs> so much work to get in. <laughs> So and then find out after the fact, you're like, oh this no, is not this, what I this, doesn't, up for. this doesn't jive at all with my conscience. Yeah, this is not what I signed up for. Or my confession or anything like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like that, that is, uh, that is just something that I very much appreciate. And when I see an organization do something laudable, I want to laud them. You are lauded now, BFC. <laughs> <laughs> what about CMA? Were you thinking about CMA? Nope. Nope, nope, nope. nope. <laughs> I mean, ugly, and this one ugly patches. really, really is solely based on the fact that there is a presence here, right? It would yeah. be it would be a pre-made um, organization to step into, not pre-made, but like it's it's there. There's a presence, and part of the part of the whole thing about being a presence 
you know, with, within the motorcycle community is for people to join you. Right. Yeah. So like, okay, you are here, your presence. I know people, I like some of you guys. This is, it's worth my time to look about, look into what you're about. Because if something comes along down along the line where I'm like, okay, I'm ready to get back in this pool again. Yeah. Um, then I would know you're there. And I believe I could help. Like, I, I believe I could be an asset to your organization. And I think, yeah. you know, like it would be fun, good time, but you know, that's just not in the cards. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I haven't now, looked into anything. Would, no, no. It's, <laughs> but that is one. Like, I just curious, right? Like yeah. sometimes a guy gets curious or like, okay, if I were to go down that path, what would it look like? And yeah. then you you do some research on the organization, see if you're a fit. If you're a fit, great. If you're not a fit, great. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, at least you know. At least you know. Yeah. Um, and spending some time with them this year, I think there's there's other things other than theological reasons where I know I'm not a fit either. Yeah. You know, just riding with them, stuff like that. There's a different style, a different vibe, a different thing that I would want that yeah. they're not going to provide. No. And yeah, uh, that, that, and their patch. I'm sorry. It's so ugly. <laughs> no offense to the bros who wear it. I really love, love you. That is an ugly ass patch. And it's not like, it's not gnarly. It's just, it's a weird color scheme. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's very, what's the way to say this? <laughs> It's very 90s Christian edge. Oh, Petra? Yeah, or 80s. It's, yeah, it looks like something that Petra would make an album cover. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I know people where they're like, that would be a plus for. Yeah. Not for me. <laughs> no. And again, love you to death. Love you to death. Love you. Really do. Like, I, shout out to to Pastor Tom. Yeah. Shout out to Dan. Oh, Dad um, there. And Rob. 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 Fuck, I love that yeah, guy. Yeah, I know. Like, our short our short ginger beer. Ginger. Ginger beard. Not ginger, ginger bearded beer. grandpa. <laughs> ginger bearded grandpa. He's such a cool guy. I, I yeah. love him to death. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, we, we digress. I wanted to give you guys flowers, and I wanted to laud you for something very clear that I respect. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Keep it up. Yeah. I, I really do appreciate that. I didn't know that, but I, I do appreciate this, the upfrontness of, hey, we disagree with this. Cool. But they still love you as a person. They might know all these things about you. And if they listen to the podcast, everyone does. Uh, they know this about you. They don't engage with you any, any differently. No, not at all. No, they treat you the way they've always treated you, which... Is good, which is with hugs and respect and like nothing yeah. but nothing but good vibes. Yeah. So, yeah, can't speak ill of the people, and that's the same thing with a lot of the people that we know. Is you can't speak ill directly, because yeah, we disagree. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's good. cool. All, All right, right, let's wrap this up. Cool. I think that's just a great. Uh, just great just remember, if you want unity, you're the antichrist. Goodbye. <laughs> God bless.